Since most of our nativity sets include three wise men, it's easy for both us and our kids to assume there were only three wise men that came with three gifts to the manger scene. However, most of these ideas come from our decorations or traditions and not from the Bible itself. So let's learn more about these wise men and what their gifts can teach us about our own gift giving to our kids this Christmas. Welcome to the Faithful 31 Moms podcast. Wherever you find yourself today, multitasking or just trying to catch a quiet moment alone, I'm so glad you're here as we learn together how to live out our faith and point our kids to Jesus. Please don't forget to hit the add or subscribe button today so you will always be notified about new upcoming episodes. Faithful 31 Moms is a part of the Love Worth Finding podcast network, and I'm your host, Mallory Allen. Hey friends, today we are going to be talking about the wise men and their three gifts that were mentioned in the Bible. When you think of the wise men, you probably think of a group of three, maybe some camels or some fancy clothing, or maybe it's a nativity set that you sit out every year. I think about these three wise men that my mom had growing up in our Christmas decorations. <laughs> they were all dressed in different colors. One was blue velvet, one was green, and one more red. And they all held these tiny little gold or silver boxes or jars. And I always loved unpacking them every year until come to find out as I got older, I realized that these gifts were really just metallic spray painted pieces of wood, right? And their heads were made of foam once you took their hat off. So that was pretty disappointing to me as a kid. But my mom would sit them out every year um, in our living room up high, right? So that me and my sister couldn't reach them. Otherwise, we would try to make them our dolls to play with. So that was pretty smart, mom, if you're listening. Uh, but you probably have some image in your head right now, too, when you think of the wise men. But really... They weren't even there for Jesus's birth. Um, they never saw him in the manger. They didn't actually get to meet Jesus until several years later. Uh, not to mention the Bible never says that there were just three of them either. Um, there could have been lots of wise men, many more, in fact. Uh, I guess we just assume there's three because there's only three gifts that are mentioned specifically. Um but that's just some fun trivia for you today. Uh, some of it you may already know, but if not, it's fun to learn or it's fun to share with your kids as you sit out your Christmas decorations this time of year. But what I really want to zone in on today is the three gifts that these wise men brought to Jesus. It is true that they were called wise for a reason. These men were able to recognize a brand new star in the sky the night that Jesus was born, uh, which is their link to the manger scene and maybe why they get grouped into the nativity story overall a lot of times. But for them to know that there was a new star placed in the sky that night meant that they had to be very familiar, right, with the stars that were in the sky already. I mean, as I was thinking about this, if I had a map of the stars and one of my kids accidentally spilled, you know, a dot of juice on it or dotted it with a marker, 
uh, I would know the difference, right? Uh, I would have no idea, right, that there was a new star in the sky or if it was just marker. But these men clearly had a great understanding of the stars and also of the Old Testament prophecies. Commentaries tell us that the wise men likely knew the Old Testament prophecies well because of the prophet Daniel in particular. I thought this was interesting because he was the chief of court in Persia at the time. And, you know, you know him as the guy in the lion's den, right? As you tell your kids. But he had been living in the same place in Persia that these wise men were also from that came later on. And it says that they came from the east. So that's Persia. And in Daniel 9, Daniel gives a very detailed timeline for the birth of the Messiah. And then if you fast forward to Matthew 2, 2, it says that the wise men followed this new star of Bethlehem to find the king of the Jews, um, referring to knowing that he's coming right from the prophecy that Daniel um, had in, in Daniel 9. So these wise men, they travel 800 or 900 miles by foot or by animal, I always think of camels, right? Only to find King Herod. And when they ask, hey, uh, where's Jesus, this new king of the Jews? Herod gets mad and jealous, probably wondering what new king? I'm the only king around here. And once again, these men show us why they are called wise. Because when Herod tells them, hey, report back to me when you find this Jesus so I can go worship him too. You know, the wise men clearly see right through that because in Matthew 2 12, it says they intentionally took another route home to avoid going back to Herod. So they knew, they read right through that. Knowing all of that, these kings were wise about stars, they were wise about Bible prophecy, and they're also wise about reading people. So there must be something wise about the gifts that they chose to bring 900 miles to give to Jesus, right? The Bible says that they brought gold, frankincense, and myrrh, or as my kids used to say, gold, metal, and steel. <laughs> that was so cute when they did that. But um, why did they bring these three gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh? And what can we learn from their gifts this Christmas season as we are all giving lots of gifts, especially to our kids? Well, I'm glad you asked. Let's start with gold first, okay? Gold was a common gift for a king, and especially in those days. It was used to make crowns, jewelry, uh, idols, to build fancy kingdoms. Overall, gold just represented great wealth and nobility. And it would have kind of been like the no-brainer gift for a king. Uh, kind of like toys are a no-brainer for us to give our kids at Christmas, right? It's just kind of what you do. A gift of gold was practical, uh, it just made sense. And a lot of scholars believe that it was this gold that likely provided the money for Mary and Joseph to take Jesus and flee to Egypt to get away from King Herod soon after these wise men left and brought them these gifts. Because as we all know, moms, traveling is expensive. And especially this journey for Mary and Joseph, who didn't have much, and they also didn't know how long they were going to have to stay away because they did know that Herod was going to stop at nothing to search and search for Jesus. 
And so it wasn't until he died several years later that they were able to come home. But God provided for them through this gift of gold from the wise men because God knew that Mary and Joseph would need this um, to leave like that very day um, that they got the gift and protect Jesus. So the fact that the wise men were not at the manger is not a coincidence. It was planned by God for this exact time. And I just thought that was so cool when I, I was studying this. And just like we spend time planning too uh, for this Christmas season, uh, you know, some of us for months and months, for the last six months, we've been planning for this Christmas season, or maybe just a couple of weeks for uh, those of us who are last minute mamas doing all the shopping and the wrapping and just all the many things that we do for our families. We have to plan, right? Whether it's been weeks or months, we have to plan uh, just for practical reasons so that we can afford everything. Uh, Christmas is expensive, right? So you can buy out your presents over time. We have to plan so that we can get those most wanted toys so they don't sell out because uh, we want to give our kids, right? We want to give them the things that they ask for if we're able to. Um, it's fun. But Christmas is so much more than that. I love seeing my kids open their gifts on Christmas morning and, you know, eating way too much sugar. It's a special day. But I think of the wise men bringing gold to Jesus as the shiny and the stereotypical present, much like we stereotypically give our kids these shiny wrapped gifts, you know, toys and candy or Nikes, if you're my oldest son, thanks to my husband, right? But gold was just kind of the traditional gift. Like, toys wrapped under the tree for us. And there's nothing wrong with that. But that wasn't the only gift the wise men brought. In fact, it was only one of the three. So remember, these guys are called wise for a reason. So there's two more gifts that they gave that had more of an eternal purpose because there is so much more to Christmas than these earthly gifts of gold or aka shiny new toys or whatever it is for you at your house, for your kids and your, your family members. Even though most of our time and money tends to go to that one. But moms, we can't forget that, you know, our real eternal purpose this Christmas, two out of the three gifts from the wise men were more about eternal things. That's the majority. Because believe me, these things, as we're about to talk about them, they're definitely not the common gifts <laughs> for a baby or a king. And it's definitely not common in our world today to think about anything in this Christmas season besides the presents under the tree and the Christmas dinner and all the traditions that the world has. Nothing wrong with them, like I said, but there is so much more that we need to be focusing on this Christmas season um, to be intentional with our kids so that they understand, yeah, Christmas presents are great, but the greatest gift about Christmas is Jesus. So what can we learn from these two other gifts to help us apply this and share it with our kids? The second gift is frankincense, um, which actually means pure incense. And in Old Testament times before Jesus was ever born, it was a common scent that was traditionally found like burning in the temple, um, where people would bring their animals as sacrifices to be forgiven for their sins. And it was also used for medicinal purposes. And it's still used for that today. If you're into a lot of those mainstream essential oil brands, um, it's used for that still today. But 
all the things that this gift represents is really cool because Jesus was to grow up and to go on to be our pure and perfect sacrifice, right? He was sinless, but he died on the cross for our sins so that we could have forgiveness, right? Once and for all and have a relationship with God and a home in heaven. That's the ultimate gift, right? This is the kind of gift that no medicine could heal or money could buy, you know, forgiveness of our sins and a chance for a new life with Jesus. That's the best gift. That's the best gift that we need to be talking to our kids about this Christmas. And then the other thing that the wise men brought was myrrh. I have to think that Mary, as Jesus's mom, was probably like, huh, that's an odd choice to bring my baby (laughs) because myrrh was a spice that was traditionally used to embalm wealthy people's bodies when they died. Okay, so you can see Mary's face was probably like, this is odd, but it was usually only used by kings and the richest of the rich because it was very expensive spice. Um, If you read in Matthew 19, 39, Nicodemus and Joseph, he was known to be one of the wealthier disciples. They actually take 75 pounds of myrrh, that's a lot, to prepare Jesus's body for burial um, after he's died on the cross. So again, this gift, like frankincense, had a much bigger meaning too. It wasn't just an odd baby present, like one of those baby wipe warmers. I don't even know if they still make those, but it serves no actual purpose, right? But this spice was chosen for a reason, to give Jesus for a purpose. It was a gift that prophesied Jesus dying on the cross for us. So yes, the gold given to Jesus was kind of the typical shiny standard gift for a king like new toys and presents are for our kids at Christmas. But these other two gifts from the wise men were far from typical, right? Or far from the standard baby gift. But two out of three of the gifts given, the majority were about eternal and spiritual things. So this says a lot to us moms about how, yes, presents are fun, but we should be doubling up on the spiritual emphasis of about Jesus this Christmas more than we should be stressing about what's under the tree or, you know, what we're serving for Christmas dinner or all the errands we have to run and all that stuff. And so you might say, okay, Mallory, I'm with you. I agree. I should be doubling up on the spiritual emphasis. How can I do that better practically? And I think that each of us individually, you know, you know what your schedule is like, you know, the ages of your kids, you know, what's best for your family, but each of us have to kind of really think through this intentionally and plan. Um, of how to do this better with our kids this Christmas. But I do have a couple of suggestions that I hope will be helpful to you today. The first one is, uh, first, make sure you check out the bonus podcast that came out last week on November 29th. Uh, It was right before this episode because I shared in that episode all kinds of Christian resources of my family's favorite devotional books, great Christmas books to read throughout December, um, all things that you can get on Amazon Prime, mostly in in two days or less, and then a couple of products that you can get from Faithful 31 Moms. But they're just great ways to lead into 
spiritual conversations with your kids about Jesus and what the true meaning of Christmas is about, or even things that you can use throughout all next year too, um, if you give them as gifts to your kids for Christmas. But check that out. The second thing is something that I shared on that podcast as well, but it's called Let's Talk Christmas Traditions Card Set. It's a product from my hosting ministry, Love Worth Finding. It's it's brand new, and it's a set of 25 cards, so one for every day of December, or if you're just now, you know, getting around to getting it, you can do a couple, like double up or do five or six, you know, at the dinner table, just whenever you have time. Great for traveling to see family for the holidays, uh, stuff like that. You know, you don't have to be legalistic about it and have one for every day, you know, 25 days of Christmas, but you can just do it however works for you or whenever you get them in if you order them. But uh, it'll ask you questions like, What's your favorite Christmas cookie? Or what do you like best about our Christmas tree? What's on your wish list this year? Just stuff like that. And it's a question that everyone in the family can go around and answer, just like to start conversations. Then every card will kind of get a little bit more detailed as you go. But there is a QR code on each card that you can scan with your phone. And it'll take you to a link on the Lover Finding website that will basically show you how to take that question into a, that fun question into a spiritual conversation with your family. So it's really cool. Um, I'm really excited to use these this year. Um, Just a great way to keep the emphasis on Jesus this Christmas. The last thing I'll share with you is I have this really great resource. It's totally free. Uh, You can grab it on my website at faithful31moms.com. It's an interactive nativity. Uh, It gives your kids something to color and cut out. And it just offers like a really basic kid-friendly nativity story that you can read through, kind of like acting out a play where your kids can help you bring in their colored characters uh, to the story so that you can ensure that they're paying attention, right? And kind of like a modern day felt bored story time if you grew up in the 90s in Sunday school, right? But uh, you can even do this with older kids or other family members um, if you want to bypass the coloring part. But it's still a great resource to share the true story of Christmas together as a family. We did it last year, and I have plans to do it again this year. It's really great. Um, So just go check that out. It's an easy thing you can print out. But that's all I have. I hope that this has been helpful and that you've learned some new things. I know that I definitely have um, from studying about these three gifts from the wise men. But thank you so much for listening. Please be sure to share this episode with a friend and follow me on Instagram at faithful31moms. And if you've been blessed by this love or finding ministry and you'd like to give, there'll be a link for that in the show notes and also links for the other things that I just shared about as well. The card set, interactive nativity, and the podcast from last week. So go check all that out. And remember to keep up the good work of pointing your kids to Jesus. 